Good morning, everybody. This is Jonetta at They Did Not Get the Memo. Excuse the background noise. My floor is being vacuumed. Uh, what I want to talk about, I, I heard on the news today that, um, and we knew this as American citizens by the behavior of the police, that the white supremacists have infiltrated the uh, law enforcement, have infiltrated law enforcement. Um, duh. <laughs> we knew that, by the way, uh, the, the, the things were going with law enforcement. And they're just now finding that out on the news today. Um, darn it, it was something right there from on my brain to tell you about that situation. Uh, you know, I always said that, uh, you know, uh, I have a, uh, my boss's son wants to be in law enforcement. And you don't understand people's jobs until you do their job. Um, and I asked him, I said, you know, when they're shooting and killing all these people, had it ever crossed their mind to shoot them in the leg, and the arm, or somewhere non-lethal? And he said to me that sometimes people are high, I guess this is, traditional uh, story on PCP or some other drug that doesn't stop them and I always said that uh, if you you know what happened to officer friendly I know it was in the 60s but there was an officer that came to your classroom and said if you ever need help Call the police. We're here to help you. Now, in the year 2020s, uh, 2000, well, <laughs> since the 80s, well, it started before then. But it was subtle. Now, uh, 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 there is no officer friendly. And if you call an officer, you might end up being, for, if you call an officer for help, you might end up being the one that needs help from uh, the paramedics if you make it. And I always said, if they're that scared, why don't they get a different job? How about that? How about getting a different job? Because some of these officers spook real easy. And I don't know their job. I don't work in their job. So my understanding is limited. But from an outsider looking in, it seems like fear is motivating these people to just blatantly kill somebody and come to find out they only had a screwdriver or a cell phone or a, a something non-lethal. Um, I, I, I just don't, well, well, you know what, when they said today that the white supremacists had infiltrated the police, 
I've seen police officers around with tattoos on their arms. That's kind of scary to me. You know, as a female, it, 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 it makes me not want to be handled by that particular officer. Because people who, in my opinion, like I said, this is unrehearsed, this is just my opinion, they're like butts, everybody has one. Um, a person who has all those tattoos on them is like, uh, I guess I could use the word thug, if I know the definition of the word thug, a real thug. but. You know, the tattoos say, well, if this guy put up with the pain to put this on his skin, I guess he's not dishing out pain. Um, And I'm going to digress on the tattoos because I don't know anything about that either. But I know one thing, if I had an officer come to me, I would prefer he not have any tattoos on him. And that doesn't mean that he's not a white supremacist. It doesn't mean that he is a white supremacist. It just puts fear in my heart that somebody with a gun with the license to kill you if he he chooses to uh, with tattoos. So um, that's uh, my spew for today. something else I wanted to talk about and like I said this is unrehearsed so if I don't get on this uh, microphone and say it as I'm feeling it I kind of lose it you know lose my train of thought uh, on well the emotional trend of thought of what I want to talk about but isn't that amazing how they're just now discovering that white supremacists have infiltrated law enforcement? Some, some, some are in the military. And we know about these weekend uh, soldiers. They're preparing for some type of end game in terms of uh, survival. I'm not going to say it's racist. I'm just going to say they're um, on top of knowing how to survive in certain situations. It would be nice if there was a boot camp for all citizens in America to have a weekend, uh, uh, you can't say they're playing because this is life and death training, but uh, a weekend boot camp to train you how to survive in the end end game or end time, if you want to call it that, situation. But I can't believe that nobody knew <laughs> that, that white supremacists were in law enforcement and in the military. You know, I can't say this enough. Some people make life harder than it needs to be. You know, um, I sure do. Uh, uh, Miss Officer Friendly because he had a way of talking to children to get their trust. And I I believe that up until, let's see, I came here to California in 77 and we had treated this guy, I think his name was Brad, I don't remember. Very nice. 
he helped us, we helped him. And one day he decided that we hadn't been helping him enough. So he was stalking me, and I was going to work in San Francisco. I worked at number one Market Street. And I felt like he was going to be violent. So there were some police officers sitting at the end of, of Market Street down there where the park is. Uh, for those that of you that are familiar with San Francisco and know where number one Market Street is, know where the park is. And so I went over to them because I feared for my safety and asked them for help. And what they told me was they could not do anything because he had not actually done anything to me. <laughs> Officer Friendly, where are you? <laughs> and but but here here on the other side of the coin, I was working at um, UC Berkeley for this company called uh, uh, Daiquiri, I believe, and they had a, 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 a car valet service that they were providing for the uh, employees or teachers at UC Berkeley. And so it was on a, you know, we were on the top floor of the garage. That is now where the Berkeley Museum is. But we were on the top of that area. And looking down, I saw these police officers and I saw this one officer with this big old gun. And so um, I said, wow. And I went downstairs to kind of, you know how people are. Went downstairs to kind of be uh, nosy. And I, 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 try, I try to stay out of the way so I don't want to get mistaken for the culprit. And um, I came back upstairs. So I, I'm, I didn't realize I'm looking over the, the wall down on the first floor and I hear a deep voice go, did you see anybody come up here with a paper bag? And I, I didn't know anybody was standing next to me. It was that officer that had the big old gun. And I asked him, I mean, I heard, I said, no, but do you have to have such a, a big gun? He said, and I quote, I'll be going home tonight. And that opened my eyes up that, okay, that's a very dangerous job being a police officer. It's, um, I guess, equivalent to the military where they protect our freedoms and our rights. Um, and I, I thought to myself, oh yeah, that makes sense. But the gun was so big, and he was in the middle of the city. Um, it wasn't a gun, actually. It was a, a rifle, and it was long and big. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. That was my impression of the weapon. And when he said, I'll be going home tonight, that kind of opened my eyes up a little bit to relate to his uh, job. Um, that 
you know, he's got a point. Um, because they show enough of these videos on things like YouTube. Um, interactions with uh, what they call perpetrators and police officers. And you never know. It's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> as as uh, uh, Forrest Gump says, you never know what you're going to get. And, and, and I said, oh, okay, I understand that. Uh, I understand the desire to want to go home. Um, I understand the desire not to get hurt. But I also understand that if you are that fearful of your uh, job, find a job where you're not living in fear. Anyhow, that's it, that's all. That's all I have to say today. And please, again, forgive the background noise. Um, if any of you guys want to give me some feedback, I surely would welcome it, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, my email is J-O-N-E-T-T-A-W-A-L-K-E-R-2009 at gmail.com. I welcome your comments. Um, I try to just, just enlighten, uplift. I haven't done any uplifting in a while. I'm going to be working on that. Uh, I was thinking about, you know that song... Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Travel the world of seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be used by you. And that, I love that song. It's so real. I'm, I'm thinking about getting lyrics for that and sing that. Um, I try to sing songs that are not too complicated for my level of singing and not to offend you guys and hurt your ears for the rest of the day. Um, I'm, that's not my intention to hurt your ears or, or hurt, you, hurt you in any way. That's not my intention. Uh, that is not part of my character to hurt people. Um, but anyway, I'm going to digress on this podcast. And I'm going to say have a great day. Apparently, they didn't get the memo about police officers, um, some of them being a white supremacist. Uh, and, you know... Uh, I just want to say I love you guys. We're almost out of this pandemic. Control yourself. I, I know it's human nature to be around other people. But right now, we're dealing with an invisible enemy. It's not a me problem. It's a we problem. And if I have to explain it to you, <laughs> you're really in trouble what that means. Um, but 
listen, uh, keep wearing your mask, keep your distance. Um, you know, wait a minute, uh, before I end this podcast, I like to um, sometimes sleep in a meditation, uh, calm, there's on YouTube, there's all these uh, sleep, help you to get to sleep, music, prayers, and things of that nature. And so I was looking for something like that, and I found this guy who was a ministry, or was doing ministry. I don't know if he's a minister. But anyway, um, and he uh, had this thing about... Uh, uh, Bill Gates, I think, and Falky, and how uh, there are um, uh, people going around saying uh, that uh, the vaccine is, uh, 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 they're injecting uh, nano chips or nano dots into people. And he was saying that. Uh, don't listen to that. Um, and I, you know, in this day and time, it's hard to know who to believe and who not to believe. You know, it's, it really is. Um, I think if you have it, use common sense. Not everybody has common sense. I was so naive. I thought everybody had common sense. And I asked this man one day, uh, "Isn't that like common? Isn't that common sense?" And he says, everybody doesn't have common sense. <laughs> Boy, I must have been raised, well, I was raised pretty close to my grandmother, but golly, um, it's not a shame not to have common sense, but try to stick with stuff that makes sense. Um, you don't know, you don't know, but... You know, I, I'm not that paranoid. Um, anyway, I, I just wanted to mention that before I, I went uh, about my day. Uh, he was saying, don't believe that there are uh, nano chips in the vaccination. Don't, listen, don't let me uh, poison your mind against getting a vaccination. If it's available to you and you you uh, decide, get it. Um, I heard that it's much better than actually getting coronavirus. But anyway, I uh, want to end this saying that keep your distance, keep wearing your mask. Um, God bless you. And there's, you know, there's oh, unbelievable. Anyway, listen, I just want to say, <laughs> have a good day. God bless you. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it.